The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which goal? with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome to the Punt Impasse Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside by my co-host, Jake From, but he's busy. And I'm sure you saw it last night, one of the greatest NFL preseason games of all time. Punt and pass co-host Jake Fromm leads two scoring drives to end an NFL record 24 straight preseason wins by the Baltimore Ravens. The Washington Commanders get the dub. Huge shout out to Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Fromm. Jake, puntandpass.com the number one destination for all things college football. We have a very special guest joining us on the podcast today, our intern for Punt and Pass this fall, Hammy Culpepper in the house. I'm going to introduce him in just one second. You can see his beautiful mug. If you're watching us on YouTube, go subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. Hammy runs that for us this fall. So it's good for him if you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Punt and Pass on YouTube. This episode of Punt and Pass and every Monday or Tuesday episode of Punt and Pass during season seven of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers. You know Solomon Brothers by now. If you don't, you need to get familiar with them. Family-owned and operated since 1982, Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. And the beauty of Solomon Brothers is that the store is for anyone with any budget, and it gets better. If you head into Solomon Brothers and you mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake, you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Check them out on social media at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter. SolomonBrothers.com, two awesome locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place. And here is a word to the wise, Hammy. If you are a guy like myself who oftentimes disregards, maybe a little bit disengaged from your wife, your girlfriend, your partner on football weekends, like I always am, take them to Solomon Brothers this weekend, week zero. Here's the beautiful part. They have a full bar inside the showroom, both in Alpharetta 
and in Buckhead. They have TVs, so there'll be a little football on this weekend. You can watch a little football. You can get your drink on. And your significant other can pick something out for herself. You, you offer the olive branch before you make the mistake. You do it at Solomon Brothers. You mention punt and pass or myself or Jake. You get 10% off that jewelry purchase. So go check them out. Solomon Brothers, simply the best. We'll get into the big watch of the week coming up in future episodes. A huge shout out to Solomon Brothers. All right, Hammy Culpepper, I brought you on here. It is a Tuesday. It's week zero. There's a lot of news breaking in the world of college football. But I wanted you to jump on. We did this with Liam last year. Liam is still a part of the team as well. You are now a part of the Punt and Pass family. You will be our intern throughout the fall. You are a senior, a rising senior at Georgia. You write for Bulldog Illustrated. You run the Bulldog Illustrated Instagram at We Are Bulldogs on Instagram. So everybody go follow there as well. How are you, man? Thanks for your help. Welcome to the family. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, kicking off senior year with a bang. Uh, we just got through the bid day weekend, which was very fun for okay. all. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to start my senior year. I don't want it to go too fast, though. I, I want to make this uh, University of Georgia tenure as a student last as long as possible. So no uh, question. I'm Are not, you from I'm Athens? <laughs> Where, where's home? Yes. Yeah, I'm from Athens, born and raised. Um, I think I'm a fifth generation Bulldog. Uh, Sweet. But yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't stop wearing the red and black. I couldn't get out of Athens. It's the greatest city on earth. So uh, I had to come here and and uh, and keep repping the red and black. No doubt, you're in a fraternity. You're also in the Grady School of Journalism. Shout out to Grady. I graduated from Grady myself. You are in the sports media program, which I think is the best sports media program in the entire country. You're obviously a diehard Georgia fan, but you've really carved out his niche by being a digital content creator. We are Bulldogs is well over 20,000 followers. You've been writing for Bulldog Illustrated. I think you said since what, seventh grade. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started with them writing um, in seventh grade. And then when I got to college, uh, 2020 COVID year, I took over the Instagram account and okay. been doing that as well. And, uh, I love it. I mean, I love the digital side of it. I love the writing side of it. So it's been a great experience so far. And a little resume builder as the social media slash digital intern for Punt and Pass this coming fall, which will be great. So you'll be working hand in hand with myself, with Jake Fromm. You're going to manage our socials. You're going to manage the YouTube page. You'll be cutting up all the clips that people can check out at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, puntandpass.com on the Punt and Pass YouTube page. So we're fired up to have you as a part of the team. Um, and again, a diehard Georgia fan. Who's your favorite Georgia player of all time? You see, that's always a question I get asked, and it's it's a tough one. I mean, like everybody, Herschel's just the guy. But okay. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up watching him. I mean, he, that's well before my time. So I would have to say um, DeAndre Swift is Swift. one of my all-time favorites. Um, I had his jersey. It was the first jersey um, that I really like had that I paid attention to the player. You know, I had like a No. Sean and Stafford jersey. Um, but I was still a little too young to really understand um, what it truly meant to to wear the red and black. But when Swift came along, um, you know, he fills in after Nick and Sony leave. Yeah. And, you know, he just becomes the next great member of RBU. And so I love DeAndre Swift. I love what he do he's done in the NFL. I'm super excited for him on the Eagles. Um, repping number zero yeah, is pretty huge. cool, too. Um, so, it, it, it's, I, I mean, he's he's just a stud. So I love him. All right, make us all feel really old right now and tell us what year you were born because I can't do the math in my head. What year were you born? <laughs> I, was, I was born in 2002. 
<laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so you are young, uh, but recently you've had this unbelievable successful run uh, as being a student at Georgia, and we've always said this about Liam, who's still a part of the family. Liam's undefeated. I mean, the guy yeah. came from Australia. He's never lost a football game. Uh, right. So good for him. We need to keep him around as long as we possibly can. But the three-peat, the quest for the three-peat starts next week. UT Martin at home. How do you feel about Georgia's home schedule your senior year of college? A little bit left to be desired, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a little lackluster of a home schedule. Um, just not a lot of, you know, high-quality opponents that, that we normally have had in the past, which, you know, you can't complain about because hopefully we'll we'll go undefeated in that home schedule in my senior year. But, um, you know, I, I would I can't wait for the 2024 schedule to come when, you know, all the, the SEC expansion and sure. the, the conference realignment and all that. So the schedule will definitely get better um, following my college career. But I mean, I still can't wait to to be in Sanford Stadium. I mean, enjoy all of that. Uh, Saturdays in Athens, you can't beat them. No doubt about it. Will you make any road trips this year? Is that in the cards for your senior year? Are you going to go to Knoxville? What's the schedule looking like for the fall? Yeah, so I, I think me and my buddies were talking about definitely going to Nashville for Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, as Solid always, play. always yeah. a safe play. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so fun. Um, as always, going to make it down to St. Simons and then Jacksonville for Georgia, Florida. Sick. Um, and then I really want to go to Knoxville. I've been the past two times we've played it in Knoxville. And to be honest, um, it pains me to say this, but Knoxville's a pretty cool town. It is and, cool. And Neyland's a great stadium. Yes, too, it is. And, and I love the hostility. I love being in the minority there. Um, I love all the heckling that you get when you wear a Georgia jersey in Neyland. So I love that trip. Um, I've made it with my dad the past two times. And awesome. I think me and my buddies are going to do it this time. And it should be a pretty, pretty big weekend. All right. Well, be sure to bring home the W. Yes, that will be a good weekend. I'm still a little bit of a traditionalist. I don't like that that game's been moved into November. Uh, that weekend should still be Georgia-Auburn. But it's starting to have a lot more meeting, especially with Tennessee's expectations. I'm a little bit bearish on Tennessee this year. They lost a lot of talent. My man, Chris Marler, Saturday down South, he put out a video the other day. Dude, they've beaten Florida in Gainesville twice in 51 years, right? People are yeah. just writing that off as an automatic dub for Tennessee. Watch out. I think Tennessee might run into a couple of road bumps that maybe the casual fan is unsuspecting, but we'll touch on that in just a little bit great to meet you hammy you've already done some great work for us and we're gonna have a lot of fun this season it's always fun when you're winning a lot of football games punt and pass of course the number one georgia football podcast but we cover the sec and the biggest games of the week each and every week speaking of big games we'll start here last night at 11 30 p.m I was on my couch and I was watching an NFL preseason game. Okay. It was Monday night football coverage. It was the commanders against the Baltimore Ravens. And there was a lot of hype because the Baltimore Ravens, Hammy have not lost a preseason game since 2015. Okay. Let me repeat right. that. The Ravens have not lost a preseason game since 2015. Unprecedented, unheard of. I know the preseason means nothing. I know you're playing third and fourth string guys. I know it's, pretty much a useless statistic, but it will never happen again in our lifetime. And what's even crazier is I think they were 21 and three against the spread in that stretch on punt in the poor man. We had defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, Mike McDonald on the podcast. And I asked him about that win streak. And he goes, look, you play football to win games. What do you want us to do? Go out there and not try to win. So that is literally 
a talking point within the Ravens facility, within their staff, within their roster. Well, for whatever reason last night, Heading into the Monday Night Football coverage, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, the Commanders have this new juice. Eric Bieniemy is their new offensive coordinator. They have a new owner in Josh Harris. The vibe of the game, Hammy, literally felt like a playoff game. Joe oh, yeah. Buck repeatedly saying on the broadcast, "This is crazy. Check out the stands. Listen to the fans." Troy Aikman says, "Quote: This is the greatest preseason game I've ever been a part of. This is what was happening last night." And then. In the fourth quarter, as expected, Jake Fromm, co-host of Punt and Pass, Georgia legend, gets into the game down eight points and leads the commanders on two consecutive scoring drives to end the Baltimore Ravens' 24-game NFL preseason win streak dating back to 2015. Fromm finished 10 of 16, 91 yards, and a touchdown pass. I thought... He was the victim of some untimely drops. He was getting outside the pocket. He was extending plays. He was putting the ball in places where only his receivers could catch it, and they kept freaking dropping the passes. <laughs> but he leads him down for a touchdown. They go for two. They're down by two. They get the ball back. He leads them down again, sets them up for a 49-yard game-winning field goal. The crowd went crazy. I cannot tell you how I guess funny it was watching that game. It felt like a freaking playoff game, dude. I text Jake at night. I was like, you're a legend. I think he cemented himself getting a roster spot. He let out oh, yeah. a big yell. He let out a big scream. I mean, the commanders celebrated like they had won the division. It was so awesome to see. Got to be happy for Jake Fromm. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, I can't wait to work with him um, throughout the semester, throughout the season. And, I mean, props to him. I mean, I, like you said, I think that's so deserving of the roster spot. Um, and what a huge, huge, like, moment that is just to, to ruin the Ravens' streak. I mean, that is it's just unbelievable. You, you can't ask for something better, um, especially, you know, in a preseason game when you're fighting um, to get on that roster and stuff. So props to Jake. Shout out to him. Really excited to, to get to know him this semester and uh, throughout the season. No doubt. So Jake will be back on the pod once training camp ends. They got one more game coming up this week. And now the NFL preseason is only three games. So we'll get him back in the mix. But it was so cool. I mean, tons of people tweeting memes about Jake Fromm being the goat, throwing it back to Georgia days, like all the ESPN personalities were tweeting about him. It was just really, really cool. I could not believe that I was invested emotionally in an NFL preseason game. <laughs> It was awesome. So huge shout out to Jake from punt and pass fam, giving you a big hat tip way to go. My man, bringing it back to Georgia football and we'll stick with the quarterback position. Hammy Kirby smart did something way out of the ordinary for him. He announced two weeks before the season starts that Carson Beck is going to be the starting quarterback. Now this is against the grain for what coach smart has done in years past. He usually is pretty ambiguous leading into the first week of the season. Hell, even a year ago, I mean, Stetson was coming back and people were like, is Stetson still going to be the guy, even after having won a national championship, but Carson Beck, I think expected by the majority of the fan base was announced um, to be the starter. I think it was unexpected. The timing right after that second scrimmage coach smart comes out and says, Carson's the guy. He's the starter. We communicated this to the rest of the quarterbacks earlier in the week. Uh, anything surprising here? I, I talked about this. I'm going to kind of dive back into it here after I get your thoughts. But I think it's a precursor to show you the relationship between Kirby and Carson and what that will be like throughout the season. 
Yeah, I think it, like you said, it definitely is against the grain. Um, like, I mean, I don't even know if Stetson had been really officially announced as a yep. starter. And I mean, like we said, he won a national championship. Obviously, his departure put a question mark over it. The talent in that room is is beyond what, I mean, most college football teams have, if all college football teams. And so I do think it was a little out of the ordinary to announce it, but no surprise. We all figured it would be back. Um, I think it's good to know for for his sake, um, you know, I think it also, like you said, the relationship between him and Kirby, but also his relationship with his receivers, with his O-line, yeah. I think that definitely has um, has or went into the decision. And I think uh, I think that's probably why it was announced so early. So that relationship can continue to grow um, as we close out this uh, the preseason fall camps and and uh, get to get to the regular season. But I'm super excited for him. I mean, you know, he's got big shoes to fill, like two national championships, yeah, 29 huge one record. Yeah. So um, but, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think the talent around him will support him very well. Um, I mean, Georgia, you know, you've got the best roster and probably yeah. all of college football. So, um, you know, Carson's got plenty of guys to throw it to. And I'm really looking forward to the season and him at the helm. He's got all the intangibles. There's no doubt about it. Um, he's going to have a breeze of a schedule to ease into becoming and being the starting quarterback at Georgia. You just mentioned it. Huge shoes to fill. 29-1, back-to-back national championships. I think the rest of the nation is going to figure out that Georgia won football games because of Stetson Bennett, not in spite of Stetson Bennett. And Carson just needs to be himself. When I say the relationship between Kirby and Carson, I said this on the podcast last week, it will be noticeably different on game day. Kirby and Stetson, they were fiery. Uh, they got in each other's faces, ultimate competitors, tons of experience in the heat of battle. Kirby trusted Stetson to where he would throw him in there above maybe a number two quarterback and say, go take care of business for us. Kirby knew that Stetson mentally could handle being pulled, always having to look over his shoulder, maybe being afraid of making a mistake. You just have to coach guys differently. Carson Beck himself said 18 months ago on a podcast, I was not mentally ready to be the starting quarterback when I was given my first opportunity. Uh, that shows, one, a lot of self-awareness. Uh, two, I think it shows a little bit of vulnerability. But three, it shows you that Kirby is going to have to treat Carson different. Uh, mannerisms in-game, how he treats him if mistakes happen. Uh, what's it going to be like if Georgia gets off to a slow start and they go three and out, three and out, turnover? Uh, if that was Stetson, Kirby would jump down his throat. I mean, we all know that's what would happen. How will he react if that happens to Carson? Inevitably, there will be a game this season where Georgia's offense is simply not getting it done. Special teams is going to have to pick him up. Defense is going to have to pick him up. And Carson will have to dig him out of that hole. What's it going to be like? I, I want to know the dynamic. And I think Kirby Smart making this announcement two weeks before the season shows you he will be treating this different than what he has in the past with Stetson Bennett. So I think it's the right move. Kirby said it's because he has total understanding of the offense. He's got a great relationship with our coaching staff. He knows what we all expect of him, and we trust him to get the ball into the playmakers, of which there are many at Georgia. Yeah. So going to be exciting. And again, I just go back to the schedule. I mean, dude, put me at quarterback. I'll get a couple touchdowns out there. These guys are loaded on offense. That's not to take anything away from Carson. He's going to be set up for a lot of success. And Mark Schleyball, national college football writer, Georgia grad himself, Hammy, he put out an article yesterday that says, hey, now that Carson's been named the starter, he could be a Heisman finalist. I mean, that's where we're going now. 
Yeah, no, it is crazy. Like you said, like just the roster talent around him, it can make and elevate his game so much just because of how much talent that is. But I think one big thing that we really need to focus on is that short-term memory loss that so many people have talked about with quarterbacks. And I think Stetson, that was one of his greatest characteristics. Good point. You know, he throws a pick, he fumbles, he gets sacked, whatever. They go three and out, and he came right back the next drive after our defense most likely shut him down. And he'd come back and throw a touchdown pass. So I yeah, think he was relentless that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think totally um, Carson Beck needs to find that within himself. You know, he needs to forget the last play. Next play is the most important one. Um, but back to the talent. I mean, those guys around him will make him look even better. Not like we said, taking away anything from him, but they just will pick up on some maybe deficiencies that he has. Yeah. And then that defense, the special teams, even they'll, they'll really elevate his game and, uh, and, and pick up where he's, where he's maybe dropping the ball a few times. No, I, I totally agree with you. You bring up a great point. You know, the ability to bounce back, the only way you harden that skill set is being in the heat of battle, right? right. That's not going to come from a scrimmage. It's not going to come from practice. It's going to come from making those mistakes in the game and then correcting those mistakes, getting a touchdown, leading a drive, getting that offensive momentum back. You have to do it in the actual action. So Carson's going to have that opportunity. It probably won't happen in the month of September, maybe outside of the first couple drives of the South Carolina game if they start slow, but I would not expect that to happen with that game being in Sanford Stadium. Chris Doring from the SEC Network brought up an interesting point, and he compared Alabama to Georgia while talking about Alabama and how he says he thinks they're a three-loss team this year. I said this. The other week, I think the demise of Alabama has been greatly exaggerated. Okay. And when he compared Alabama to Georgia, he said they're in very similar situations. And the fact that they each have new offensive coordinators, they're each going to have a new quarterback, right? That right there brings up a lot of questions, but Chris Doring said the gap between Georgia and anybody else in the sec is significant. I think he likes Carson Beck. I think he knows Coach Bobo's been at Georgia and now is stepping into the role that Coach Munkin left open when he went to Baltimore. But he comes out and says, I think LSU is going to win the West. I think Bama's going to have three losses. New quarterback, new coordinator, too many hurdles for them to overcome. I say slow your role there when it comes to Alabama. I don't know. I just think it worries me to see how calm, cool, and collected Nick Saban is leading into the season and how people keep downplaying the Crimson Tide. No, I totally agree. I think that as long as Nick Saban is at the helm of Alabama, you can't count him out. I mean, and I agree. What, 100% agree. What history has shown us is when Alabama has that chip on their shoulder, they're the most dangerous team in college football. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's not like they know, don't have talent. Right, exactly. I mean, in the past two seasons, they've had the best offensive and best defensive player in football, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, and both times they couldn't get it done. You know, one time in the national championship and then twice in the regular season last year against Tennessee and LSU, which didn't allow them to get into the SEC championship and then the playoff. So I think they have that chip on their shoulder, like everybody's counting us out. And I think that that person, that Saban backed into a corner is the most dangerous man in college football. It's a lot like Georgia. I, I do understand the, the comparisons, but I think at Alabama and at Georgia, as long as Coach Smart is at the helm of Georgia and Saban at Alabama, 
those two teams will can cannot be trifled with, and and Alabama especially. I mean, Saban just shows it week in and week out how good he is, and I think that chip on the shoulder factor for them will will probably bode well for the Crimson Tide. I, I totally agree with you. Cannot be trifled with. This is what Doring said on Dog Nation. "Quote: I think it's Georgia and everybody else, and that's not just in the East." It's in the conference in general. Then he continues to talk about the Alabama and Georgia comparison. First, he says, quote, I think LSU probably wins the West, but I still think that they are a step or two behind where Georgia is. Alabama, to me, is a team that wins nine games this year. I'm not buying the hype on them winning the division or even the SEC championship. Continuing, quote, when I look at Alabama, I dock them because they have a new offensive coordinator and I dock them because they have a new quarterback. But when I look at Georgia, they have the same scenario and it doesn't hit Georgia the same way. Again, he talks about the hype around Alabama. I'm not hearing it. I hear all these talking heads discuss LSU. Let me just say right now, Hammy, and I would assume that you're in the same boat as me. First weekend in December, SEC championship game. If Georgia's there representing the East, the one team I don't want them to face is Alabama, right? You'd much yeah. rather them play LSU or Ole Miss or Texas A&M or anybody else in the West because you know that when it's Georgia and Bama inside that stadium, all bets are off, dude. It's a heavyweight battle and anything can happen. Right. No, I mean, we all go back. I mean, because it's recent, the most recent history, we go back to Indianapolis. And yeah, we came over that hump. We won the national championship. We took down Bryce Young, Nick Saban, yeah. Will Anderson, all those guys. But history still shows no that doubt, Alabama dude. has has our number, and they've had it for a while. They've had it, you know, arguably for more than we have. And so I think, um, I, like you said, I do not want to play Alabama. Yeah, it's season. not. Uh, don't don't get it confused. I'm not saying I'm scared, right? I right. mean, I'm not saying right. that that it's going to be bad. I'm just saying, if you want to feel better going into a game, I mean, last year LSU and that. I didn't even go to the game, dude. I was like, we're going to beat them by 50. I got a three-week-old daughter at home. Let me go spend some time with my family. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you make those decisions to make sure that everything's good on the home front, knowing that Georgia was going to take care of business. Speaking of making good decisions, I told you earlier, I'll tell you again, head on over to Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers. They have two awesome locations for you. One is in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, if you live in the suburbs like myself. The other is in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. Get ahead of it, guys. Take your significant other to Solomon Brothers. Get yourself a cold beverage. Jaron and the crew will have football on this weekend. You won't miss any of the Week Zero action. Mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake or hell, even mention Hammy. Get 10% off Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers, the largest diamond and jewelry selections in the Southeast, at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of week zero, look, the schedule this weekend leaves a lot to be desired to. Nonetheless, we'll have college football on our TVs. Hawaii is taking on Vanderbilt. Yeah, some SEC action. That'll be good. We'll tune into that. I don't know if you've seen some of these pictures of what Vanderbilt's stadium currently looks like, completely under construction. That will be an interesting sight on television. But one thing that I do want to point out, okay, the Pac-12 being essentially disintegrated in front of our eyes. There's four teams left. Yes, of course, we'll have regularity this season. Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and the USC Trojans, the number six, number five, top 10 ranked preseason team in the country, are playing this weekend, Hammy. They have a home game. 
and the majority of the country will not be able to watch the game. This, to me, is an encapsulation of why the Pac-12 will no longer be after this season. How on earth can a conference network, the Pac-12 network, that will be broadcasting this specific game, San Jose State, I believe, at USC, Look, I have DirecTV. I won't be able to watch the game. It is yeah. a primetime Saturday night game. The raise, r- reigning excuse me, Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams, a top 10 team that could very well find themselves in the college football playoff. I won't be able to watch the game. It's week zero. I want to watch good competition. I can't watch the game because of the horrible Pac-12 network. What are we doing? Do you know what the game is on ESPN at 8 p.m. this weekend or primetime on Saturday night? Do you know what it is? Because I'm about to tell no. you. It is UMass against New Mexico State. What are we doing? How on earth is USC with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, top 10 team, not on ESPN? It's it's a joke is what it is. And it goes to show you the Pac-12 has not made very good decisions. That's why they're in the situation that they're in. Yeah, no, I mean – Obviously, the technicalities of it are just so, I mean, it's insane that we've seen this in my lifetime. I mean, I know all the conference realignments were coming. It's college football is changing in front of our eyes with many different aspects changing. But I cannot understand, like you said, that the rating Heisman Trophy winner, I mean, Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. Electric. He is good TV. How is he not on a TV screen? Especially when it's week zero, there's there's 10 games on. Right. I mean, that is, that is crazy. And I mean, I, I personally, I now that obviously makes it way clearer uh, as to why USC would be one of the ones uh, leading the exodus from the PAC 12 Um, because like you you can't, if you want to be that national, that national team, that, that team, that's a top 10 team continuously with Heisman trophy winners and for recruiting reasons. I mean, Lincoln Riley, what is he going to do? If his if the guys he's trying to go recruit can't even watch them on TV, so um, it, it is just asinine that, that that they're not on TV. Um, I, I I guess it's a joke. My, my, yeah, it is a joke. My thoughts go out to Caleb Williams because he's trying to become the next great NFL talent after this season, and nobody can even watch him. So uh, it, it's crazy. All right, make us all feel older again. Walk me through what you're going to be doing. This Saturday night class started at Georgia last week, Georgia, not playing this weekend. It's week zero. You said bid day rush wrapped up this past week, 5 PM this Saturday in the great classic city. What's Hammy doing? What are we eating for dinner? Where are we going (laughs) that night? Where are we watching the games? You know, to tell us all what the plan is, if you've even thought that far and let us all know why college is the best. Well, I will say the thought that far is uh, is not um, really in the vocabulary of a college student. Okay. Um, so no, but uh, no, Saturday I will surely be in some air conditioning because Athens has a heat advisory out for 103, yep. feels like 111 degree temperatures outside. So I'll be in some air conditioning, definitely watching college football. I couldn't be more excited to have football on a Saturday. Yeah, um, of course. But I won't be watching USC. Um, no, but uh, I'm super excited. I can't wait. Uh, you know, we'll, me and my buddies, we'll, we'll probably make our way to the fraternity house down the street. And okay. We got a big flat screen and I'll watch it there. I, I mean, Do you meander that, downtown as well? Is it just the frat house? I mean, what's the scene like? I guess last weekend was technically the first weekend of school, but like now everybody's been in class for a week. Football's on. Yeah. School's in session. I mean, downtown's going to be a pretty good scene this weekend, right? 
Yeah, no, I mean, the past three weeks, you know, the the girls haven't been allowed to go downtown because of all the rush stuff. Do you have a girlfriend? uh, I do have a girlfriend, yes. Okay, what's Uh, her name? Her name's Kitty Carter. Okay, what sorority is she in? She's a theta, so I'll I'll shout out to to the the diehard Georgia fans. Her father is Trey Carter. He's a national champion tennis player um, at the University of Georgia. So she's got Georgia running through her blood. Athens royalty here. Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. She's a great girl. Family is awesome. Um, so, you know, we'll probably make our way uh, with them, see see them downtown. I don't know how much she'll care about the week zero college football, but I'll definitely be watching it probably with her, some buddies. And, What's and- your average bar tab? Like if you if you're bar hopping, what is your average bar tab? Well, Couple of drinks I- and then we're going to the next place. So like round it all up for me. I want the average bar tab tip included um and then your your tally at the end of a saturday night all right so uh, i'm not very good at math but we'll we'll go through it so downtown athens has the ten dollar card minimum so if okay. you swipe the card you got to pay ten dollars i didn't so know that good minimum idea. minimum at, a, at an athens bar I'm so happy hour two bud lights it's four bucks we're tipping six bucks you're out for ten bucks Yes, exactly. Okay. Bud yeah. Light might not be the best, um, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the best uh, comparison on this podcast, but you get my drift. A light yeah, beer. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll, we'll start with that. Um, spending at minimum $10 at maximum 12 um, And yeah. then on to the next. I'm probably going to three or four. So I'm in the, I guess, $36 to $48 okay. uh, tab range yeah. for a night, for, for a Saturday night. And that's now. a full Saturday night. You, you guys had a great time. Yes, exactly. You left not, I mean, you, you put your all, all your effort out there. You rolled the helmet out there and you said we did it. This was awesome. Yeah, I left it all in the field. I left Good it deal. all in the streets of the classic city. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you guys are surely in for a great weekend. A couple more things before we wrap this up. Um, give me your quick thoughts on Tennessee. I think their win total is nine games over or under. I told you earlier on, I'm a little bearish on them. And then I want your quick thoughts on Kentucky. Devin Leary, transfer quarterback from NC State. This is a guy who had Heisman hopes before last season. Um, Kentucky always makes a little bit of noise. Is this the QB that can take the Wildcats over the hump to maybe make a play for number two in the SEC East? Yeah, no, I think I think those are definitely the two competitors in the SEC East, along with South Carolina, that you know are the biggest threats on this Georgia schedule. Like we said. It's it's a lackluster schedule, but those three games stand out as as some of the toughest. Um, Florida's up there as well, but I think Kentucky with Stoops, him getting Leary. I mean, that's Stoops has done uh, what we've never seen done at Kentucky. Yeah, and I think the culture there, um, what's going on, it's not just basketball school anymore. I mean, the the Big Blue Nation is really rallying behind Stoops in that football yeah. program, and it, it's really awesome to watch. I mean, I we are Georgia fans. Um, but you, you love to see a, a fellow SEC school, you know, kind of coming together as a community, rallying around a football team where they've historically been a basketball program. And then on Tennessee side, I think Hypel is one of the best coaches in college football. Okay, so you're buying just, that. I, I am. I am. I'm all, all right. in on the hype. I think he is a offensive genius. Um, wow. I mean, I, I really I really like what he's done with them. Um, I think he made Hendon Hooker who Hendon Hooker was last year, and that is a big question mark though. Is Joe Milton? I mean, yeah, he is. You're right. He's a stud. He's the biggest. I mean, one of the biggest athletes in college football. Um, you know, all of this offseason stuff of him throwing like 90 yards down the field or whatever it is, and, and he's got a huge arm. It's whether or not that touch can be there. 
Um, and what he did in the Orange Bowl was crazy to Clemson. I mean, that was just, yeah, that you know, was a, a spectacle for sure. But yeah, they lost yeah. those receivers. Jalen Hyatt no longer there. Cedric Tillman no longer there. Right. Hendon Hooker. I, mean, I know he didn't play, but look, it's going to be yeah. different. I'm just saying. No, it is going to be different. I I think I think the nine ten win total for them is pretty accurate. Um, I think they'll they'll probably. I think it's first of all our most challenging game, especially being in yeah. New England. Um, I think that's their best chance to to make it to the national level and and put make a statement. Um, that's their statement game. Um, but I think Georgia by that time will kind of have their ducks in a row and, for sure. You know, toward the end of the season, um, and I think we we won't be able to afford a hiccup, and especially in Neyland against an opponent like that, who probably could end up in Atlanta if we lose that game. Um, so I think Georgia will have their ducks in a row, but if Tennessee wants to, to enter that national top tier level of, of us, the Bamas, the, the Michigans, you got to take the next step. And I think, um, Heupel definitely wants to do that. I think Joe Milton wants to make a name for himself. And so I am buying into a little bit of the Heupel hype, but, um, Jeez, you think you're gushing yeah. over the guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I really respect the guy. I was, okay. uh, oh, I was very nervous. Now. Yeah. I, okay, all right. I like all right. <laughs> Well, love it. we'll see. We'll see. Um, but no, he, uh, I, that was, I was, that's the most nervous I've been in a while going into a Sanford stadium home game. Um, and granted we did, we did show him who's boss and that's no East. Um, but I, I do, I do like them. I mean, I'm, I am buying into the hype. I, I'm, they'll they'll I be seem... aiming. They'll be aiming for some pretty big time revenge. That atmosphere will definitely be a top five atmosphere in all of college football this upcoming season, November 17th, 100%. I believe, or 18th in yeah. Neyland Stadium, dogs versus balls. Hopefully they're both undefeated. That would be awesome for oh, everybody yeah. involved. And you know where Hammy stands. He loves <laughs> Josh Heupel. A uh, little bit of breaking news here. Julian Juju Lewis, who is the number one rated recruit in the 2026 class from Carrollton High School. You might remember him. He was offered as an eighth grader by then Florida coach Dan Mullen. He has announced that he is committed to Southern Cal. Wow. Again, 2026, dude, this could not be less of news to me. He'll probably commit to six other schools yeah. by the time 2026 comes around. But this is a big-time recruit, big-time 7A Georgia high school football, Carrollton Trojans. He led them to the state championship game a year ago. Dude, he threw for 4,100-plus yards and 48 touchdowns last year. So, again, 2026. He's committed to Southern Cal as of now. He's offered by every school in the country. Yeah. I would have to assume that that changes in the next two and a half years. So congrats yeah, to no. Lewis, I guess. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I've I've uh, I've kind of fallen off the recruiting trail just because it's so yeah. they change their minds every every I week, agree. it seems like. But uh no, so my girlfriend Kitty Carter has some Carrollton, she's from Carrollton, went to Carrollton oh, okay. High School. So I have a the, that little far distance connection to uh to the Carrollton High School Trojans. Um, but no, that is congratulations to Juju. Um Carrollton had a great year last year, so we'll see if they can do it again and see if he stays committed to the Trojans. I love it, dude. Kitty Carter getting a second shout-out on the podcast, <laughs> leading me right in to our ad read for Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers, which Hammy might be a, a, a very soon customer of. By the way, he's talking about Kitty Carter. Be sure to check out Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers, two awesome locations, 
one in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place, the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. If you're a guy and you just closed a huge deal and you want to celebrate, maybe get a little new timepiece for the college football season coming up, go check out Solomon Brothers. Hit up Jaron, SolomonBrothers.com, at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram. The biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that will get you well out of the doghouse before you even put yourself in it, all right? I told you, go take care of business before football season starts. Mention Punt and Pass, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. SolomonBrothers.com. Hammy, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for introducing yourself to the Punt and Pass audience. We're going to be in for a very, very fun season, so thanks for filling in on this episode. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's been awesome. I'm really looking forward to the season, and uh, I can't wait to get to work with you and Jake. No doubt. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, puntandpass.com. Subscribe to the YouTube page. I'm at Drew Butler. Jake is at From Jake. Hammy is at We Are Bulldogs, and we will talk to you later on this week. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.